This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about settlement solutions, litigation, mediation, and structured financial security from Ringler, the largest and most experienced company of settlement consultants in the United States. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by American General, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler's Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us today. Well, on the 1960s TV show, The Jetsons, we saw a futuristic world where people traveled around in flying cars. Far-fetched? Well, maybe not, because welcome to the world of driverless cars. But then again, what about the liability and litigation issues and how the world is going to adapt to this coming paradigm? Well, joining me today as my co-host on the show that's going to talk about those issues is my friend and Ringler colleague, Nicole Swift, from our Austin, Texas office. Welcome to the show, Nicole, and great having you here as my co-host. Thanks, Larry. Great. And our special guest today is Wisconsin trial attorney Gary Wickert, a partner with Matheson, Wickert, and Lear. Gary has over 34 years of litigation experience and is regarded as one of the world's leading experts and authors on insurance subrogation. His recent blog post, Driverless Car Litigation, The World of George Jetson Has Arrived, is both thoughtful and certainly current. So with that, welcome to the show, Gary. Great to have you on board. Thank you, Larry. Thank you for having me. Hello, Nicole. Hello. Great. Well, Gary, we've all seen how much auto technology has advanced over the last 10 years, but at the 2016 North American Auto Show, Mercedes-Benz introduced their version of a driverless car, and now Tesla and Apple are getting in the mix. So what exactly are the high-tech features that have driven the driverless phenomenon? Tell us about that phenomenon. Yeah, thank you, Larry. Uh, I I wrote the article about the Jetsons, uh, you know, us, us now entering the world of Jet, George Jetson with the futuristic cars because I saw part of the 2016 North American International Auto Show in Detroit last year and was just mesmerized by the the onslaught of new vehicles, um, driverless cars, autonomous cars, self-driving cars, whatever you want to call them and uh, was most interested in them not simply from a lay perspective uh, because of what they offer for us in the future, but also because of the, the unusual intersection between technology, law, and insurance. And I think that this unusual intersection, as we morph into literally the future and science fiction as it comes to life, I think offers some rather interesting um, perspectives and opportunities and challenges for us as a society. So, you know, the, the, the 2016 show featured a new hybrid uh, fusion by uh, Ford, uh, the one that was tested by Uber, the Chrysler Pacifica had a new test mini vehicle, um, and the Mercedes, of course, Benz, the E-Class, 
had uh, a, a brand new quote unquote driverless car. But I, I, I think what's important to set the stage is the semantics, the vernacular that we use, because especially in law, it, it means something. Uh, the term driverless car, autonomous car, self-driving car. Um, a, a self-driving car is what we're seeing today. Uh, we all have some aspects and features of a self-driving car in, in most of the modern cars that are out there today. They're capable of driving themselves in some particular scenario. They use um, maybe some some uh, computer technology, Wi-Fi and GPS to achieve the goal of um, assisting us in our driving. Uh, but a step up from that is an autonomous car. It's a car that actually has a brain that's capable of making decisions. They're not pre-programmed. It learns from its own activity, and it needs some kind of human input still, where a driver can say, hey, turn off this feature or turn it back on. They have to sit in a driver's seat. They have to be aware um, and right now, technology is somewhere between the self-driving car and the autonomous car. And at the, the pinnacle of, of the, the pyramid is the dream. This is the driverless car. It's the car from George Jetson where you get in your car. It takes you where you want to go without even having to ask. Um, it is literally does all the work for you, and it doesn't need any driver input. So with, with that preamble, the, the features... Uh, many of those that we have today are known as advanced driver assistance systems. They include stability control, adaptive cruise control, full-time all-wheel drive, brake assist. You know, Tesla is famous for um, having its autopilot feature, which is now the, the, the subject of some litigation because maybe they overpromised a little bit. Uh, but Elon Musk says that this autopilot will help reduce accidents by 50%. So it's definitely not autonomous. It's not self-driving, uh, but it is an improvement. And uh, in a society where we have a lot of uh, automobile deaths and accidents on the road, a 50% savings is is huge. Um, the the E-Class sedan has this new driver-pilot technology, which some lawyers sort of tongue-in-cheek call inattention assist. Uh, single front-facing radar, a stereo camera behind the windshield, sensors in the rear corners, and they allow for up to 60 seconds of hand-free and attention-free driving on the highways, mostly highways and rural roads. So um, a lot of these features, um, E-Class also has active lane assist, active brake assist with cross-traffic functioning, evasive steering assist, blind spot assist. Uh, it has something fairly new, pre-safe sound. It, it emits a sharp interference signal through uh, the sound system if it detects an impending collision, and this triggers a biological reflex in the human ear, so, so you can prepare for a collision. And then what I think is most fascinating is something called car-to-X communication. So your car is communicating with a car miles down the road heading toward you, in the opposite lane, and it's telling you what it sees. So there's, there's societal assist from car to car, and together these features um, sort of lull us into this idea, this notion that we're right around the corner from the George Jetson vehicle, but I, I think we still have a way to go. So, Gary, what kind of litigation will we see with these driverless cars? And will we see a, a blame the product rather than blame the driver? Well, 
Automobile litigation is the most common form of civil litigation that we have. Uh, a negligence suit, a tort suit, it basically... Uh, one party sues another party because there was an intersection collision. Both parties claim they had the red light, and uh, you have to prove that the other party was at fault. This doesn't take a lot of science. It doesn't take a lot of sophistication, and the average lay juror is actually an expert because they all drive. So we're all experts, and those are pretty vanilla cases. When you start getting into accidents involving uh, self-driving vehicles or autonomous vehicles, you now leave the world of operator error, at least to some degree, and you enter the world of strict product liability. Uh, this is a, a legal rule that says a seller, distributor, or manufacturer of a defective product, it could be a toaster oven or it could be a new hybrid car, is liable to any person injured by that product if there was a manufacturing defect, a design defect, or a defect in marketing. So in order to uh, handle lawsuits that uh, may result from uh, accidents involving these smart cars, you now are going to transform, these lawsuits will be transformed into product liability suits that will require expert witnesses, degreed engineers, and mechanical experts and uh, experts on radar and LIDAR and computer software. So it becomes much more technical. And much more technical for a jury to have to understand all that. Mm-hmm. Well, Gary, what do you see as the advantages of driverless cars in the area of accident prevention? I know there are claims being made about that, but do you foresee changes in insurance underwriting as a result of removing the driver as a factor in these auto mishaps? Well, Certainly, uh, the very transformation of litigation from driver-focused, defendant is Joe Driver, to corporate defendant. Uh, Now the defendant's going to be General Motors or Chrysler. Um, Underwriting is going to have to uh, sort of change its whole perspective and its whole approach to to insurance. Right now, driver error accounts for 94% of the crashes on the road. Imagine in a world with uh, level five self-driving vehicles, a a true self-driving car, um, where the majority of driver error is eliminated. Um, this, This could have significant ramifications, not just on insurance, but on underwriting. And I think it's really uncharted territory for the insurance industry. Um, you know, the, the auto insurance industry is a $250 billion industry, and it supports nearly half a million jobs. So uh, just query what happens if auto ins- to auto insurance and the industry itself if crashes are eliminated. Well, I tell you, the other issue is uh, you've got you know, the experience rating of, of, of people and their, and their psychological perspectives on how they act in the, on the road at various times. A lot of science has gone into the setting of rates. Uh, with all that, with all that info that they've had over those uh, hundred years, and now you're going to have to, you know, do a whole different different set of algorithms to figure out what the rates really should be based on taking the driver out of the out of the equation. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break right now, and when we come back, we'll have a lot more to talk about with Attorney Gary Wickert and my co-host Nicole Swift. We'll be right back.
This is Ringler Radio, brought to you from Ringler, the nation's leading provider of fair settlement solutions. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler advisors work with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. Everybody wins. There's a Ringler consultant in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experienced experts in the settlement business than Ringler. Check out our website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for injured parties, attorneys, and claims professionals to find the Ringler advisor nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best, most objective financial plan. You can count on Ringler Advisors to create a customized plan that meets the financial needs of you and your family for the future. Visit RinglerAssociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio, everyone. Glad you could join us. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, joined by my co-host, Nicole Swift, and our special guest, Wisconsin attorney, Gary Wickert. So, Gary, we talked about uh, the kinds of claims and insurance that might be involved with driverless cars. Give us an example of what you foresee as a typical driverless car liability claim. Well, that's a fascinating question, and it's actually the reason I, I became interested in this area in the first place. Nobody really knows the sorts of issues and legal challenges we'll be faced with. Nobody knows what sort of government regulations or legislation we'll see governing driverless car liability uh, and insurance. So there's, there's a lot of question marks. However, um, there's some, some examples I could give about how these, these, these auto claims are still going to be prevalent. Um, the, the LIDAR, the, 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 the light-emitting um, system on top of Uber's self-driving vehicles are very powerful and um, it could be that it, in driving, uh, a car next to the self-driving car goes through a mud puddle, mud is sprayed on the sensors, and now you have a vehicle that's supposed to be autonomous, but is handicapped because some of its sensors are covered in mud and its driver doesn't take care of the car. Is that negligence? You know, that's going to be a great question um, uh, in the future. Also, uh, the insurance industry is fond of claiming that there are no such things as accidents, um, or that there are, rather, there are such things as pure accidents resulting from the fault of nobody. Stuff happens, as they say, but lawyers think a little differently. So if somebody gets in a self-driving vehicle that they own with one or more of its assistance systems damaged, inoperable, uh, you know, the manufacturer can't be blamed for that. Um, and the, the issue then will become, did the owner know or should they have known? And in some of these vehicles, they're so sophisticated that I think the manufacturers can prove that there was a, a light on on the dash. An idiot light was on saying, your self-driving system is not working. Your forward-looking radar is not working. Uh, and then, of course, we get back to s- just simple product defects of component parts. If a self-driving vehicle is functioning perfectly, but... A tire manufactured by Firestone or some B.F. Goodrich blows out at 70 miles an hour. Even a self-driving vehicle may not be able to recover, 
and we could have a, a, a rollover crash resulting from a defective tire. So litigation isn't going away anytime soon, much to the, uh, the pleasure of trial lawyers, but uh, I think the nature of litigation could change drastically. So going forward, keeping up with the increasing pace of technology, and it's, it's just barreling toward us uh, at, a, at a rapid rate, that's going to be a challenge for insurance professionals and attorneys. Uh, how do you think society is going to fare here? I mean, everything's compressed. Uh, five years from now, we may have a totally different uh, technological innovation in automobiles that'll make what we're talking about today even obsolete. What, what's, what, what's your take on that? Yeah, no question. Um, the legal industry as well as the insurance industry will have to adapt. Trial lawyers have long had to be their own experts on a subject, the matter of which they are litigating. Uh, and, uh, and years ago, I attended a two-week training class on retreading tires because I was handling a case involving a serious injury resulted from a failed retread tire. That that won't change, but the subject matter will become much more complicated. Um, last month, there was a crash involving an Uber self-driving car down in Arizona, and it the facts suggested that autonomous software sometimes takes the same risks as human beings do while they're driving. So, you know, we may have to look at, at, at that from, from their perspective. But definitely experts, forensic experts, will play a bigger role both in litigation and in claims adjusting. I think what we're really going to have to worry, though, Gary, is if the automobiles start being able to drink beer. That, that, that will, that'll <laughs> cause a problem. You know what I mean? If they can just suck it right up. All right. Well, with that, with that, I want to say we've had a, a good discussion here. And, and Gary, if someone wanted to get in touch with you to talk about this more and learn more about it, how would they do that? Sure. My email address is gwickert, G-W-I-C-K-E-R-T at mwl-law.com or give us a call here at 262-673-7850 and we'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. Terrific. And if any of you out there want to contact any Ringler Associate around the country. You can do that by going to ringlerassociates.com where uh, you can find all the contact information for Ringler Associates around the country. And of course, you'll find a lot of great information too on the website about structured settlements and a lot of other issues. And I'm sure we'll be talking on that uh, website about driverless cars uh, very soon. And uh, if you want to hear any of the Ringler radio shows, and there are quite a few of them we've done, you can go to ringlerassociates.com ringlerradio.com, legaltalknetwork.com, or go to iTunes where you can download and listen at your leisure. So with that, I want to thank our special guest, Wisconsin trial attorney Gary Wickert. Thank you very much, Gary. Thank you. I appreciate it. And of course, my really super co-host, Nicole Swift. Thanks, Nicole, for joining us today. And all the rest of you out there, go have a great day. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio, celebrating more than a decade of podcasting and over 2 million listeners. Think of Ringler, the objective settlement advisors with more than 140 consultants in 60 cities nationwide. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.